the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that's on your mind, we can talk about it. Kim Jong-un reportedly withdrew a threat to shoot missiles towards Guam. North Korea has a history of making threats, sometimes backing them up, and sometimes usually backing down. Wouldn't Wall Street love this story? You'd think so, because it takes some risk off, but not so much, because we've already had a big rally. So, Wall Street kind of saw it starting to diffuse uh, by the end of last week. Taking a look at some of the stories that are out there, the stock market cruised yesterday to a comfortable victory. Investors launched yet another buy-the-dip campaign. It is a resounding theme. Is it a good theme? I don't know if I have the answer for you on that. Um, it's eight years in. We have a market that has a rich valuation, although we just came through a rich earnings season. Um, so maybe we kind of deserve this. Maybe I should cut, a, cut us a little break. Cut me a little slack, dude. Um, so there's that going on. There's a big story out there that there's an exodus that's on. Intel CEO becomes the third to quit Trump's manufacturing council in less than a day. Under Armour CEO... Kevin Plank also on the way out. Merck CEO Kenneth Fraser quit manufacturing con- uh, group early yesterday after Trump's muted response to the neo-Nazi and white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, home of the University of Virginia, uh, pretty darn close to Richmond, Virginia, capital of the South, back during the Civil War. That should not be um, downplayed, in my opinion, as far as I used to live on the East Coast, and there is a lot of race tension there. I haven't been on the East Coast living in 15-plus years, but uh, there's still a lot of race tension there. So three CEOs are left now. Um, Elsewhere out there, we should probably hit some of the top stories today, and we will, I promise. Um, But North Korea state media said that the Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un has decided against launching missiles towards the island of Guam after examining a military plan presented to him by senior officers. 
South Korean President Moon Jae-in said that the U.S. would need South Korea's consent in order to take military action on the Korean Peninsula, something he wants to prevent by all means. Pretty darn cool. Safe haven assets are trading lower today because maybe we don't take a lot of risk, but some of the things that we're doing right now is we're taking some of the safe bets off. So the safe haven assets are trading lower. Gold's down 1.3%, 12.74 now. It's the Japanese yen down 1.1% against the U.S. dollar. Benchmark 10-year Treasury yield, which uh, moves inversely the price of the 10-year, uh, sits up at six uh, sits up six basis points at 2.28%. Any number under three and a half tells me to buy stocks. It's um, a historical norm in my career. When I started 20 years ago, that number was any number under four percent. I buy stocks. And it's really paid off if you take a look at it, except for the big buying uh, opportunity dip back in the 2008 era of the failed collapsed banking sector. Um, worthy of note. July retail sales increased six-tenths of a percent, which is above the consensus of up three-tenths of a percent. That's in the news. Um, the retail sales number means Americans are shopping. We have um, confidence. Sometimes when we don't have confidence, like when we see our neighbors get fired, our confidence dips and we look at our neighbors and we go, ooh, I don't know if I feel good about the economy. I may not go on a vacation. Ooh, I don't know if I feel good about the economy. I'm not going to buy a new car. It may not be a reflection of you, but you're uh, you're taking your neighbor on you. So that's why consumer confidence is kind of tricky at times, because a lot of times we hear and we feel uh, that the economy is rougher than it is to us personally. Now, if you exclude autos from the retail sales numbers, they increased one-half a percent. Um, again, a pretty good number, and that should cause the Federal Reserve to think about raising interest rates. Hey, monkeys. My kids are looking at me right now. It's pretty cute. Um, investors received a sizable batch of economic data today other than retail sales. There's also the import prices excluding oil. That declined one-tenth of a percent in July after rising one-tenth of a percent in June. Export prices, excluding agriculture, increased three-tenths of a percent in July after finishing flat in June. Um, a host of retailers reported their quarterly results. Um, we're still kind of at the tail, tail, tail end of earnings season. Advanced Auto was down 16 points today to 92 bucks. Coach down 45 to $43. So one plunged 15%, the other plunged 9% following their reports. Um, Advanced Auto Parts said they missed earnings and Coach missed on revenues. So revenues is top line. Revenue, uh, top line uh, earnings are bottom line. So if you miss on the top line, that means the, the sales weren't expected what you wanted. Now on the bottom line, if you miss, you know maybe that tells you that you should have done something a little early in the quarter, try to save a little money, turn out the lights, fire people. <laughs> Don't you like how I just compared turn off the lights to fired people? Uh, put them in the same bucket. Well, okay. Um, Home Depot. Um, always busy, right? Despite beating bottom line expectations. Um, they raised their guidance. Um, they're still down a little bit. It's been a very, very strong stock. And TJ Maxx. Uh, ticker symbol TJX is up after beating earnings expectations. Something to note about TJX or TJ Maxx is they kind of own the off-price, slashed-price business model. A lot of people go to Amazon because it's convenient. A lot of people go to TJ Maxx because they say, ooh, uh, $80 polo or cardigan sweater for 50% off. I'll take that. Right? Are you with me against me? 
Um, Netflix, they signed... That's right, I would buy that for a dollar. Um, Netflix is signing Scandal's creator from ABC as rivalry intensifies. They've recruited TV producer Shonda Rhimes, the creator of ABC hits uh, Scandal and Grey's Anatomy. There's a race for talent, that means. Um, you know, you, you buy stocks based on the corporation's CEO, the COO, the board of directors. They have a track record. You buy companies uh, because of their talent. And same thing, you know, goes a far away in the TV production world. Now, don't forget, a couple weeks ago, Netflix, you know, Disney and ABC, ABC is owned by Disney. Um, Disney said, you know, we're going to pull our Pixar movies from you guys and our Disney movies. Tale as old as time. Won't be on Netflix in a couple of years. Now, they're still negotiating Marvel superhero movies, and they're still negotiating Star Wars movies, because there's probably not enough content to do a Star Wars channel or a Marvel superhero channel, but there is enough content to do a Disney channel and a Pixar channel, right? Amazon forged a deal with Robert Kirkman, who's the creator of The Walking Dead. Um, so there's a lot going on in media. This is not your mom and dad's black and white uh, uh, what was it? Vacuum tube TV where you turn it on and go, and you turn it off, and it would take like maybe thirty to forty-five seconds for the static electricity to like ex- to exit it. You're Does that sound about right? Darn tootin'. Um Blue Apron came public not too long ago, and it's been a disaster. Not only did Amazon say we're going to get into that business when they bought Whole Foods, but they also Blue Apron hasn't executed well. And it's very expensive. They spend a lot of money advertising to get people. And then when they don't spend that advertising money, they don't get new people. Uh, but Shanna Partners has taken a stake in the um, company. In large part, they see it's fallen too far. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm around. You can find me online, right? I'm easy pleasy. Lemon squeezy. Uh, we'll take a break here. Don't forget, there's always seminars coming up. You can find out more about seminars by going to robblackshow.com. There's one coming up in San Rafael in about a month. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Walk away, let go. Is there a reason why I'm still awake? He says, I've got you That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Lyft said today that they're going to keep humans inside its self-driving vehicles once they're part of its fleet. Until now, it seemed safe to assume that the firm would let its fully autonomous vehicles operate unoccupied to cut costs, which is a big fear for the human. 
a big win for the robot because uh, robots deserve their day, their parade, their uprising. The Terminator robot 2000. Parade, robot parade, wave the flags that the robots made. Robot so they're thinking over at Lyft that it could help bolster the in-car experience. Once cars become fully autonomous, riders will have far more time for activities in the vehicle. Whether it's purchase goods and services, stream music and videos, or access their social media profiles, and if Lyft kept the human inside its self-driving cars, that person would be a conduit for such services. Now, this is what they're saying out loud, but don't you think the day that cars are self-driving that they'll maybe be like, hey, we could save a lot of money? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm going a little too aggressive on that one, but... Um I don't know, the idea of someone in the car giving me a hot towel and <laughs> getting a, while the computer drives. I think that hot towel could be replaced as well, if you know what I'm saying. Shall we play a game? Famous computers in history. He has to be one of them. I don't know if he had a name, but uh, Hal uh, had to be one as well. So... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, AMD is in the news, and AMD is one of those companies that's kind of the second prettiest sister, where, let's go back to teenage years, like a John Hughes, pretty in pink, don't you forget about me, and you have the chance, you fall in love with the cheerleader. And she's got the sister who is just frumpy and wearing gym clothes, baggy gym clothes, not the modern gym clothes. She's wearing the gym clothes that are like, ooh, three sizes, two big sweatshirts and sweatpants. She's got a hair in a bun, like a, I don't know, a ponytail or something. She's got big, thick glasses on. And then her, her sister is sweet. She's all that in a bucket of chicken. I'd cut off a pinky for her. And in this, you get NVIDIA, who's the cheerleader. And you get AMD, who is the sister. The frumpy dumpy. Now, AMD is challenging NVIDIA's crown right now as the second sister challenges the first sister. And what's that mean? AMD stock prices on the rise recently. They've introduced new Radeon RX Vega 56 and 64 graphic cards. And they're supposed to be pretty good competition to NVIDIA. Now, keep in mind, AMD at one point in time was competing against Intel. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? They had the Cyrix chip. Go Google it. Go Google it, because I know I'm right. So NVIDIA's got a dominant GeForce GTX 1080 and 1070, which was last year's uh, cards, but they're dominant. Um, so this is a situation where you can pick, pick the winner the cheerleader, or you could pick the sister, the frumpy dumpy, who at the end of the John Hughes movie is going to come down the staircase after the pretty girl decides to dump you last second and she goes back to her football boyfriend, even though you were her study mate that she kind of, kind of liked, kind of, you know, she, you're tutoring her, but she's going to leave you. And who's going to win? It's going to be AMD. <laughs> Not in the real world, ladies and gentlemen, it's the cheerleader. Now, if you want it to, you can own both of them because it's a pretty hot sector right now. Their semiconductors go into making video games pretty sweet. Their semiconductors go into making cars autonomous and see the road that better than a human can. Their cars, their semiconductors go into servers that make the cloud move faster. So it's not a cloudy cloud. 
it's a, a crystal clear cloud that we're able to navigate through uh, with no travails. So anyway, you get the idea. Um, you can own both if you really want it to. This is for a growth investor. This is for someone who has a high risk profile. Um, this is not for grandma. So uh, keep in mind, investing to be a successful investor, you have more granny panties than you have thongs. AMD and NVIDIA are more like the thongs, and they're not very functional when they're not working, whereas a company that pays a nice dividend, is a nice grower, um, buys back shares, has good market share, um, they're going to take good care of you. They're going to be loving on you. They're going to be sweet on you. They're going to give you that, that Vita head massage oil that you're like, that's pretty nice. I think I can get used to this. They're going to give you the Korean spa experience where it's nice spa music and everything's going well. And then they ring the cowbell. Um, no, that's not the case. Somehow I got a cow in here. <laughs> a cow's in the studio. Now, who's that? Who could possibly be a cow in the studio? It's not Sarah Jessica Parker. So, um, who would be the cow? Okay, I'm not going to pick on anyone. Um, home builders are out with numbers today, and they're kind of important. We saw a retailer numbers come out today, and uh, so we saw home builders come out today, and retailers come out today. And the retail number was pretty good. Now, home builders are important. Retail's good because it kind of shows, it kind of drives our economy on a lot of levels. Uh, the consumer does, but home builders sit to bounce back from a recent funk. Uptown funk you up, uptown funk you up. Current sales and sales expectations leaped for it. National Association of Home Builders uh, in a Wells Fargo housing market survey stands at about 68. Anything over 50 is good. So the CEOs and the executives who run uh, home builders are saying that things are looking pretty good. They, they feel comfortable. Now, again, most of our housing market is made up of existing home sales and not new home sales, but new home sales are an important part of it. Keep in mind, every year there's houses that burn down. Every year there's earthquakes. Every year there's issues where houses just need to be rebuilt. And sometimes we're like, let's make up a new suburb. And that's how home builders do their business. Builder sentiment has jumped to a cyclical high in March, followed by a move uh, by Donald Trump to ease water regulations. Builders say overregulation at the federal, state, and local levels have hampered production and driven up the cost of new construction. It appears now builders are less concerned with policy and more enthused by the economy. Uh, this is due to the ongoing job and economic growth. So the home builders looking pretty good, all things considered. Amazon is issuing refunds for unverified eclipse glasses. Don't look at the sun with the unverified eclipse glasses. You might lose your sight. Uh, but then again, don't look at a nuclear bomb if you're in Guam because you might lose your sight, although I think something worse might happen. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Somewhere below the Grand Hotel, there is a tunnel that leads down to hell. Take the dumb waiter, the laundry chute, and sneak through the hall past the boy's shining boots, the left.
Black Now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I think the top two business stories there are retail sales post biggest increase in seven months. Um, and then you get the home builders um, having a better than expected confidence level. Again, let's not underestimate that. Snap shares are rebounding from new low after some Wall Street speculate that the worst is over. If you take a look back at Facebook's IPO, and uh, the worst day was the day after... The worst day was the day after they gave up their um, lockup period. So that's worthy of note. So the lockup period for Snap uh, ended yesterday. So the insiders were allowed to sell. And a lot of people think this is the bottom. If you compare it to Facebook, this is the bottom kind of thing. Snap shares rebounding from new lows on that um, concept. Goldman Sachs says Bitcoin may race past $500 before losing half of its value. I don't own shares of Bitcoin. I don't own Bitcoin. I don't own an ETF tied towards Bitcoin. I own no Bitcoin. My thought on it is that at this point in time, it's too much of a momentum play. It's too much for me. I'd rather sit on the sidelines than um, chase performance. So just worthy of note. I know a lot of people feel that same, probably exact same way about... um, Housing prices, right? Let's talk a little housing prices and mortgages with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. This 25-year-old musician moves from Texas to New York, Brooklyn, and he gets a place for 450 bucks a month. Now, the problem with it is 450 bucks a month is nothing, right? And musician in New York, that's a good place to be. Um, his His... Room measures nine feet long and four and a half feet wide. So it's 36 square feet, roughly. Um, 450 bucks for that. And it's a crawl space, which typically houses dead bodies and clowns that crawl out of it in the middle of the night to scare children. That's pretty small. That's pretty small. Um, but, and again... I know people who've done that. When I first moved to California, I dated a girl, Christy, that she, she was in a place pretty small. It wasn't that small, but it was one bedroom that was everything. It had a kitchenette. It had, you know, the shower. And she showed me her electric bill was four bucks, four bucks in a month because she wouldn't stay in that crap, in that hole. Um, she refused to stay there. Like she would sleep there. Yes, but with the lights out, um, it's all of her time was spent at a coffee store. Some of it was spent at a local like bar watching soccer. Um, so her rent was incredibly cheap, and she was able to make ends meet in a very expensive area by living in a very small space. But I've never seen anyone, and I've seen some funny things. I've seen the guy who lives basically in a coffin in San Francisco, where it's basically six feet long and about four feet tall. Um, so it's a trunk in someone's living room. He lives in a trunk in someone's living room. You can't even stand up in it. This one you can stand up in, but it's a crawl space. And again, let me give you the measurements. Nine feet long, four and a half feet wide. Just play with that, people. That's uh, what people are willing to do to make ends meet and what people what are, are doing. What are you talking about, fool? 
I think it's fantastic. Um, I wouldn't want to be in that crawl space during like an earthquake or anything, but uh, it's good. What do you think about timeshares, Tony? Um, I see a lot of people that have timeshares that are trying to get rid of them. Uh, I think timeshares, and we all kind of run into these here and there uh, through our lives. Um, I think they can make sense if you can use them. If you are the, a family that vacations four or five times a year and you want to go to these types of places, it may work for you. It, it actually may financially work for you. But if, unless you do that, uh, I don't think it makes sense at all. It's just a you know, $25,000 to $50,000 payment on your credit. Yeah, and I think there's better ways of doing it now. Um, for instance, the Grand Wailea has got a members club that you can pay $1,500 for. They'll give you $500 credit this year, $500 credit next year. And you basically, it's kind of a timeshare kind of thought, um, where you get discounts on rooms and discounts on food and discounts on spas. I don't like the idea of buying a place that I only get for like two weeks of the year. Well, that you, another way to think of it too, and I get your point. Um, there are different ways that a lot of these nice places across the world are trying to incentivize, uh, whether with a good credit card or a membership that you know that you can buy into and get. I've discounts. never met anyone who bought a timeshare that was happy after three um, years. Well, think, think of it this way: Let's imagine you have a timeshare and it costs you five hundred dollars a month. Okay, and you use it four times, five times a year. Let's say it's in Tahoe. Well, let's say that you go out and actually... Probably not going to be able to use it five times a year. Right. Let's just say that you buy a vacation property instead, and you actually can rent it out, and then you can use it four or five times a year. You can let friends use it four or five times a year, and you actually are negative cash flow on it, $500 a month, right? But this time, you actually own a property as opposed to not really owning the property. You only kind of own the lease of that that property. Um, so... There are different ways I think people are, are thinking, especially on the West Coast. You see a lot more of the timeshares on the East Coast uh, of buying into the, the kind of vacation mentality. Uh, and I like the vacation angle, the vacation property angle as opposed to timeshare. Because you're, you're looking at an expenditure every month regardless. Why not own the property instead? So one of the biggest climbs in fraud in the last 10 years have been tied towards people who are willing to help you resell or sell your timeshare. Um, you have to be very, very cautious on this and some of the things to watch out for. The complaints um, were about 819 in 2009, 2100 in 2010, 6000 in 2011. So it's, it's fertile ground for ripping people off is what I'm trying to say is if an agent comes up to you and says, um, I'll, I'll help you resell it or I'll help you sell it, never, ever give them cash. Never, ever give them a money order. Never, ever... Um, sign something that you don't read. And that's brutal because I just signed a mortgage that I didn't read every page. Um, it would have taken me easily a, a week to read every single thing that was written on it. And you have to kind of, kind of a jump of faith, right? It is. So it's, it's quite intimidating to sit there and say, uh, I'm going to sit here for four or five hours and read every single page, which we've done. I've sat through, through signings like that. Um, and you have to, you, you have to know that people, are cautious about things like this, and they, they may have been burned in the past. Um, so there's nothing. There there are scams out there, and I think people should be aware that um, it, the easiest thing you could do is to check your credit to see if that's actually your credit, um, and nobody's accessed that. People only 50% of the people out there even know what their credit score is. The other 50% um, aren't accessing their credit reports. That's the easiest way you can check for any fraud. Um, that you've had and, and don't fall for any scams. Um, you know, I, I have this argument with my wife all the time. Who's on the phone? And I, I'm always this because you hear it talking and, and 
Um, in the past, you know, may, she may have made a decision to buy something, and now she's a little bit wiser. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. So Warren Buffett's cashing out on GE. He's cashing in on the crisis loan. Um, Warren Buffett is getting out of one of America's companies, GE, the billionaire investor's firm, sold 10.6 million shares of uh, GE in the second quarter, a stake that would have been worth $315 million as of June 30th. Uh, Berkshire believed most of the shares, into, he uh, received most of the shares in 2013 after the investor lent roughly $3 billion to GE during the depths of the financial crisis. So he didn't lose money in this deal, even though GE's struggling. Um, he's received hundreds of millions in dividends from GE over the several years. Mr. Buffett's $3 billion crisis era investment generated a profit of more than $1 billion. Um, so it's interesting when a winner can be made out of a loser. Are you with me or against me? This is a civil war. Well, I probably shouldn't say that right now. Probably too soon, but you do need to pick sides. Some TV networks take a hit from cutting their ad time. TV giants like Turner and Viacom have been experimenting with cutting down the number of commercials they air in their shows. They ultimately theorize that viewers will be happier. And they can even charge more for fewer ads. But so far, there's no clear evidence of that. Viacom attributed a 2% decline in ad sales based on that decision. Airlines are pampering uh, business class big time. Um, Seats that laid down, 15-inch display screens, entertainment systems, hundreds of channels, Delta, Cater, um, you know, all the major airlines are doing what they can to try to get business class passengers uh, to stay because they're the biggest source of profits. Dick Sporting's Goods shares are cratering today on disappointing sales, poor outlook of 2017. Um, same store sales rose one tenth of a percent, so the shares are down um, big today. Revenue uh, rose 9.6 percent to 22.1 billion from last year, but analysts are expecting a higher number. They issued a softer profit outlook for the rest of the year. Uh, Amazon is issuing some refunds for the unverified eclipse glasses. Demand for ahead of the Great American Eclipse, uh, kind of a once in a lifetime, maybe once in a lifetime and a half kind of event. Um, bogus crap product is what it comes down to. Americans love ordering pizza, we're learning on Facebook, and TGI Fridays is letting customers pay with their dinner with Amazon accounts. So the cutthroat restaurant industry is getting increasingly aggressive about technology and listing Facebook and Amazon in their race to make it easier for customers to pay for their food. I love the idea. Um, elsewhere out there, um, home builder sentiment soared on strong sales. Uh, that's good for the overall economy. It's kind of like check. Um, if they're confident, they'll hire people, they'll buy land, they'll build. Goldman Sachs says Bitcoin's going to rise to 500 before losing half of its value. Scary. Um, scary to play that game. And retail sales post the biggest increase in seven months. That's another check positive for the market. Uh, I'm still along the market. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in San Rafael. You can sign up for it for free by using the code radio25 at robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now. 
back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Kids can be expensive. That's why I do a show on saving money and creating money. CFP Chad Burton does a show on wealth creation. Um, my kids have a message for Salem. Okay, guys, tell, tell Salem what you got to say. Hey, Salem, don't be cheap. Pay my dad more money. Thanks, guys. Was that good? That was pretty good. Your favorite movie of the summer, probably Minions, or Despicable, Despicable Me 3. <laughs> Kids are expensive. College is going to run you at $250,000 by the time you get there, and probably about $250,000 per kid uh, from age 0 to 17. So think of that. That's a half-million-dollar decision. To talk a little bit more about creating wealth to pay for kids, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, who does the show here from 6 to 7 a.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. She's not very in touch with her retirement money, so I'd like to put her into a fairly vanilla, diversified portfolio. My rough idea for her IRA is 50% in a 2050 target fund. Um, Now, for those of you who don't know, that's a fund that starts out aggressive, but by the year 2050, it becomes more conservative over time. So by 2050, it's very conservative, a lot of bonds and cash. So 50% of 2050 fund, 10% in S&P 500 ETF, which is an index fund that trades like a stock, so it's SPY or IVV. 10% developed international fund, 10% emerging international fund, 10% in a REIT, 5% in small cap, using an ETF, either VBK or VB, and 5% in an individual stock of her choice. What do you think? Do you have any feedback? Um, I think it's a great start. I think just the idea that you're sitting down together, you're going to explain what these funds do, and that you own a piece of everything, large, small, mid, real estate, or REITs, um, and even say, okay, let's let's pick an individual stock and let it rip. Um, when you pick an individual stock, I would make sure you get one with a dividend, because new investors, one of the things that they can quickly understand is that if you go through a correction and the stock happens to fall in price for a short period of time, but yet it's paying you a quarterly dividend and you can show on a statement that you just received cash for being an owner of that stock, that's a pretty great feeling. And then you can say, look, that cash got in reinvested. And that's the thing. Sometimes in some brokerage accounts when you buy a stock or an ETF, you have to call them and say, hey, I bought this. I want to make sure that dividends are reinvested. So keep that in mind. My only feedback on this is that 10% in a REIT right now for a younger investor versus... Uh, having an eye uh, on a bit more small and mid-cap, that's something to consider on this. That would be my only feedback here, especially I'm not sure which 2050 target fund you're going to invest in. Um, no idea, so you'd have to look at the underlying holdings to see what it owns in terms of small cap. And you just kind of copy that. Typically, between small and mid, as a younger, more aggressive investor, you want 10 to 12% in that area minimum. Now, small cap growth, bit expensive right now. Small cap value, some pretty good opportunities there, I think, in the long run, especially if we get a tax package that gives a corporate tax structure. Because let's face it, larger companies out there, they're paying an effective rate anyways of between 15 and 22%, somewhere around in there, from what I've read and what I see on reports. Um, because they have the ability to 
hire more attorneys and accountants and things like that to, to reduce their tax burden. And if they go into an area and they want to create, you know, a thousand jobs, they can get a tax break. Where smaller companies are more truly paying that higher corporate rate of 35% in many cases. So small companies will be a direct beneficiary of that, as well as a direct beneficiary if we have any major repatriation of cash overseas that these U.S. companies are sitting on, because they're going to have to put that cash to work. And you're going to see special dividends, and you're going to see a lot of purchases, in my opinion, where companies that are large and having trouble re- growing their revenue north of 3 or 4% are going to be looking to ways to increase revenue and market share by buying smaller companies. So in the long run, smaller companies, companies that you get on sale or at a value, you have to wait a little bit to realize it, but that tends to reward you over a 5, 10, 15-year period. You can feel wrong in the first you know, year or two while you're waiting for the market to come around, but in the long run, that's where you tend to get paid off on those. So good job. I'm glad you're going to sit down and talk about it. And that way, if you, you know, reduce your choices to these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different funds, it's a short discussion on a quarterly basis that says, how did these things do? What areas of the market are they in? And get your spouse to pay a little bit more attention and, and buy in and understand and watch them, watch them fluctuate a little bit. And over a period of time, they'll realize that hey, the majority of the time they're going up in value. And when they do go down in value, that tends to be your buying opportunity. So I like those retirement date funds for younger people. Once you get over about 55, 60, when you're really kind of getting to that end game of retirement, I don't typically like the bond choices in those retirement strategy date funds. Um, So, you know, if you're retiring in the year, you know, 2025, and that's the fund you're investing in. I probably don't like your bond positions right now because it's the toughest area of investing right now. I think you got to be a little bit smarter than that. But I think they're great when you're younger. I think they make one investment. You get diversified. You own everything. Small cap, large cap, mid cap, international, emerging markets, real estate. It's all in there. It's a really good place to be. So that's CFP Chad Burton. He does the show here, and that's an excerpt from his show today. From 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I do a show on Mondays and Thursdays called Stock Talk from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. It's a compliment. It's an add-on. It is a uh, an assist to this show that I do from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., five days a week. I have a seminar coming up in San Rafael, California, September 9th. It's a Saturday event. Um, you can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. It's towards uh, wealth and preservation retirement planning. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. The code to get in for free is Radio 25. It's Radio 25. It will fill up. So if you're interested and you've never been to one, go sign up today. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The closer you get to retirement, the more you need to start thinking about how you can get the most out of your nest egg. Hi, I'm Rob Black. On September 9th, I'll be in San Rafael, along with CFP Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman, for a special event focused on retirement income strategies and estate planning. We're going to help you get a better picture of how to manage your retirement income so that it lasts longer, lets you live comfortably, and protects your family. Which accounts you should draw from first? What's the best way to manage your IRAs and your 401ks? How should you handle your Social Security? We'll cover all that and show you how to minimize your taxes. 
and we'll go over retirement products. Which ones are the good ones? Which ones to avoid? What if long-term care becomes an issue? That could drain your entire estate if you don't protect it. Just the tip of the iceberg. Join us Saturday, September 9th, 10 to noon at Sheraton San Rafael. Register now at robblackshow.com. For KDOW listeners, we'll waive the $25 fee. Just use promo code RADIO25 when you register. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Hope to see you there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.